1: everybody, we're back with another episode of Creators Outlet, and I'm joined by my good friend uh, Dustin Brunel. Dustin, welcome back to the program. What's up, Will? How's it going? Man,
0: it is a wonderful time to be a comic fan.
1: It's always a wonderful time to be a comic fan. But if you're an indie comic fan, it's oh, past wonderful.
0: We are we are up in cloud nine right now. I keep telling everybody, you know, with Calabunga Comics, I'm over the moon. And I'd rather not come back down. I mean, with everything going on, I'll just stay up there. Because I keep getting back up there recently. So maybe I could just hang out. Maybe hang out up there with the kid fishing. You know, I'll stay up there for a little bit.
1: Yeah, float up, float up for a little bit. Right, right. Uh, so for those of you that don't know yet, uh, Dustin is the creator of The Listener and uh, has had a wildly successful uh, Kickstarter of issue one, and you can now uh, get in on the Indiegogo, which is live right now. You just have to search uh, The Listener, and you can also go to thelistenercomic.com for more stuff.
0: Yes, sir, you can. All the cool stuff there. All the variant covers we have left are there. Um, we've been very thankful with everything going on. The Indiegogo, the fun thing about that is it's just like going to our website. Go to Indiegogo. You can order whichever cover we've got left that you wanted. With the only exception of the Cowabunga logo cover, you can't get our exclusive cover there. You have to go to CowabungaComics.com and grab that exclusive. But other than that, I've still got a few left of just about everything. Um, and We've got a bunch left in the warehouse, so you know, no worries about that if you're trying to get anything. Um, and yeah, Will, I appreciate you having me on again, man. It was a blast the last time. I think we had we had like an hour set set up, and we turned it into like four hours just cutting the shit.
1: Yeah, it was just crazy. Was yeah. Time. Sometimes, sometimes oh. they get away. Oh man,
0: it's a good time though. I, I've got, the, you know what? I'll hang out with you any day of the week, Will. It's mad fun every time, man.
1: It's it's a lot of fun. <clears throat> But I want to, uh, before we get into it, somebody gave you a nice present for Kalabunga Comics. Oh, they did. Related to the the project. They did.
0: Um, My good friend James Hull and his team sent me this incredible video. Like, so good. I I was not expecting it, and I'm eternally grateful.
1: And uh, what do you say we take a look at it?
0: Hey, man, let's check it out. I dig it. I'll watch it a million times over. You probably
1: already have. (laughs) Just about.
0: How dope is that right i can't even i can't even get over that like i said i watch it at least once a day just because it's super cool that's know. sick
1: i'm telling oh. you when 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 conventions get set up you need one of those nice big concave monitors like, oh, yeah. up high behind you with that just playing like, sure. on, on loop for sure
0: yeah um the issue one well book one book one has done really well for us so far uh so much so that as soon as book one was done, we were immediately running into book two, like we we're already. And I know I know you've read book one. Uh, I'm not going to go into any spoilers today because people are still picking it up, they're still reading it, it's still new. Um, but I can tell you this: uh, in March, you'll have book two in hand. So you know I'm really excited about that. Um, book two literally picks up right after book one leaves off, uh, and going forward. Um, the, the title for book two is win wins weep uh, which references is the hounds that Addy keeps in his company in the first book, the the wins. Um, so like I said, going into the, the win wins weep type of deal is a very cool cover to me uh, that that title ties in very much to what
1: goes into the second book. Now I wanted to uh, the first, the first time we talked, we just like dove right into the book. Absolutely, like I was like so impressed with the look of the book. Like I told you, it's it's like one of the most beautiful books I've seen since Innovation Comics was around. I appreciate that. I, you know, it's just, I mean, it just I brought mean. it just brought me back to like all those gorgeous like vampire books, right? Not for sure. Not not that I'm a big fan of Anne Rice, right? 'Cause I don't think she wrote anything that she says she wrote. But uh, beyond that, um like all the books they put out, like when they did like, you know, Lestat and Absolutely and interviewing Humbly. stuff, I mean, they were sure, sure. you know, the artwork in all all the innovation books were like drop dead gorgeous.
0: Well, I appreciate that. That's that's very humbling. Um Eric, you know, Eric puts a lot of time into each page we do. So I'm I'm very thankful to him. And all the work that he does, um, you can be rest assured that is immediately pulled into book two. We we are uh, he and I are on the same page and of the same mindset with how the book needs to be presented. Um, he he likes to have if I've thought it and I want it to be felt. That's his his goal and point. You know, we could work on a page for hours together, and if at the end of it I'm like, man, I'm not feeling it. You know, he turns around and he's like, OK, well, we trash it and go back to it tomorrow. You know, we'll we'll get it to the point where it it needs to be because the listener, as you've read and you've seen. It's as much felt as it's read. Like, I, I want you to mm-hmm. feel all the emotions that these characters are feeling as as you're going through the book. Um, in the first book, we see a lot of Addy and we see a lot of Sonny in the first book. Uh, Gnostis and Guy are kind of. You know they're there, but you don't get much of them. Um, the second book is they are in the forefront, the two of them, because as we left uh, the first book, Addy was in a kind of rough situation. Well, we know that Sonny and, are not Sonny, but G and Gnostics are not going to leave Addy in that situation. So um, we pick up right where we left off. But I, I, I really, I, and I, I've said it numerous times before, and I, and I can't stress it enough that when you pick this book up, you are drawn into something. And when we got to book two and which will continue into book three and book four and so on and so forth, I want you to be there so much. So because like right now we're all in this coronavirus nonsense. We can't go anywhere. can't do anything. You know, you know, going to the movies is like just out of the question, you know, especially for me with two kids. Um, You know whether whether people believe in it or not. I can't take the chance with my toddler and whatnot. You know what I mean. So, Mm -hmm. um, our one of my goals was to make it so you felt so in just drawn in that you would get a good experience reading this. You know, when if you know if you read the listener, it should be in a place where you're by yourself. You have a moment, you know, to soak in everything you're getting because there's so many nuances that if you speed through it, you're going to miss them. You know what I mean? They're, it's a, you know, they, they, they talk about things like chess and whatnot in a thinking man's game and this and that. The listener's a thinking man's book. You know, I really, there, there are nuances to PTSD and stuff that if you don't pay attention, you will miss them because it's a, it's something that not a lot of people experience, you know, and I'm happy that not, people, not everyone experiences traumatic, you know, things in their lives. But that's not what we're looking for i'm not looking for happy days and rainbows and stuff in my book we're telling stories that um are a little bit on the darker side of things you know much on
1: the darker side of things
0: <laughs> so so you know um we joked uh, the whole team has joked numerous times about splash pages and i'm a fan and i've mentioned being a fan before i i have i i love it i love 90s comics where i open them up and halfway through it there's this badass panel that goes across both pages and it's just gorgeous art and you get that up close in your face and and i wanted you all to have that in the listener um and, and we did two in the first book uh there is one in the second book um just to show scope but there is a lot to be said about uh the differences in the first book and the second book, the first book I wanted to show you that I could take you places um, that have been done, but in a, in a more visceral way, like I, I, uh, you know, when you see someone get killed in a story or in a movie or anything, we're desensitized to that. Now society has made it. So we've Mm -hmm. seen it, we've done it and wrote the book on it a million times, you know, but my splash pages aren't just to show you, that visceral factor it's to show you how gnarly the act is you know it's it's cool whatever blood gore yeah yada yada we've seen it but like i said we've not gone into a feeling and that's what i we've attempted to give to everyone as they read these is the that's why you'll never see any text on our splash pages ever i refuse to put text on splash pages because i feel like it takes away from the moment it takes away from what you feel when you go to that page and you flip it over and that's why you'll never see any of our splash pages on ad campaigns either. It's some of the best art in our books. But I refuse to show that because I want you, when you flip it to be there, that is your moment, you know, to see such an amazing piece and to feel what these people felt and even go, Holy shit. Cause those moments happen, you know what I mean? And with that being said, there are times in the first book, that I, I purposely dive deeply into these emotions um, because with my uncle's uh, death, that's where I was at with the first book. I was I was in that. You know, I felt loss. I felt, you know, horror that this man was no longer in my life. And then it was like, okay, let's go back. And I want you to feel such a strong emotion from these pages, these splash pages especially. You've got to feel it. You've got to be like, man, that's awful. You know, oh, my God. You know, and it's not the blood because the blood we, we, we've we looked at numerous times. And I, I actually had numerous people, you know, uh, review the book before it even went out. And it was like, I, I'm not going to give you over the top all the time. But for the first book, I wanted you to have it. And I wanted you to have it in buckets because now I can show you. Another side of what's going on, you know, action gore is fun. But if I can add emotion and pull you into these things, then it's more than that. It's so much more than that. It's a powerful experience. Um, And in the second book, I didn't want you to feel the horror or the the viscosity that you felt in the first book, I want you to feel uh, your heart and your heartstrings. And I'm not saying I've pussified my first book, and you can quote me on that. I don't care what anybody says.
1: You just want me to say
0: pussify. Absolutely. Um, there is a, it, it, it's not that I've toned my book down. I promise you, I've not in the least. If anything, it's just as on par and just as tough as the first book. But there's a level of humanity that I want you to feel in the second book. Um, we, we give you an emotion in the first book. I want you to feel an emotion in the second book. Because if if we keep going in this route with comic books that we're going to this that are happening now, um, we're, we're going to get to the point where it's just we're flipping pages. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We're just flipping pages, man. That's it. The art's cool, but we're flipping pages. You know, used to be when I was a kid, I cared what was going on in Peter Parker's life. You know, I was like, man, that's a normal dude. You know, he's got superpowers, whatever, but he's the normal guy. You know, that's why he was my favorite hero. He was the, a normal average dude that just happened to get bit by a spider, which made him not so average. But he, uh, he dealt with things. You know, the fact that he was, uh, uh, you know, not well off, you know, the fact that when he tried to get engaged, he was broke dude trying to make money, you know, and pay for an engagement ring from a pawn shop. You know, those were things that as a young man, I was enthralled by, you know, he was a street level hero. You know, the X-Men were cool. They had powers and all this other crap. But Peter was an average guy, which made me think as a youth that average people could be OK in this world. You know, they're normal human beings. You not have to be hyper rich to have a, a, a good life, you know, and, and a normal life. So. With the listener, I felt like it was important to pull those feelings out of you. And with book two, we will. I cried writing book two. Like, I bawled. I'm not going to lie. I bawled writing book two. And, you know, Eric laughs about it, and he talks about it, too. Because of the fact that you create these characters, you become emotionally involved in these characters and what is going on to them. And that's how your readers should be, in my opinion. You should give a shit. Mm -hmm what happens to my characters as we're going through this, you know, I introduce you to all kinds of characters. I mean, in the, in the 28 scripts I've got right now. So there, there's that there are 28 copy or 28 issues currently written of the listener. All right. Before we get any further this evening, just so everybody knows a lot of people go, well, you're one off. You hit great. Da da This is amazing. Can you do it again? I've done it 28 times. I hope you're strapped in. So, there's a point where emotion is so much more important than anything else. Like if you watch a movie, like if you watched Homeward Bound, okay. When you were younger and you watched Homeward Bound Mm -hmm. and it didn't hit you when champ and sassy came running over the hill, but shadow wasn't with them. Look, man, (laughs) you know? So There's just so much to be said for it. So we want to make sure that we have that. We want to make sure that we show you that we can diversify that feeling that you get. You know, it can't all just be pain and suffering. You know, there's holy cow and wow. And, you know, just the last page of uh, book one (coughs) is uh, one of three pages I get the most comments about. And we're not going to spoil what it is, but between you and I, um, that was a very let me get the next issue page. You know, I'm very proud of how that page came out. And my goal is to have that feeling, just like emotion, every book. You know, I can tell you this every, pa- every book you do henceforth, because we, we, it went over so well, that particular page, um, will be a full art page for the last book of the listener. Every single one that comes out, you know, right before you get to the end, you'll have a full art page at the end, top to bottom, left to right, full art, and it's going to jar you. It's going to make you want to read the next book. Every
1: complete splash page cliffhanger.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because when we did it, you know, a lot of people were like, is that going to work? Is that going to be entertaining? And I was like, I'm telling you. It's going to be entertaining we just have to get the art right and it'll be just right and people are going are you making posters of that are you doing this and doing that and i'm like man i wish i could make posters of that you know that page but i feel like that page for now being the book is only two months old is is such a a telling page but i can't do anything with it you know what i mean it literally has to be in the back of the book and that's all it gets um we've finished all the layouts for the second book. And I can tell you the last page of the second book is going to wow you just as much, if not more. And it's not just the, the wow factor. Whereas we were giving you so much information, those last two pages of the listener that book two, you're, you're like, Oh my gosh, you're, it's a lack of information versus what the information we gave you in the last book. So I'm really excited about that. Um, it's a beautiful page, absolutely beautiful. Um, the layout is amazing. Uh, we spent a lot of time on it. I'm very really excited. Uh, I have a habit of trying to better myself. Well, it It's not a bad habit, but I try to better myself, just like anybody should, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, i I'm not okay with it being equal to book one. Book two has to be better than book one. you know the the, the writing is better, the the you know, the conversation. Because I have – the way I write is I literally and – I, and, I, and I'm and I writing in the novel right now as well. So it's literally like a – I write my book, my comics like I write a script. And so it's hard for people to read my scripts and even Eric. That's one reason that we work together because it's hard for him to go to see what I'm writing because it's literally like a novel that I'm writing for you to take a page from, you know. Um which it's fun because I don't have so much to do now for my novel. but uh, there is a, a sense of foreboding that was we left you with in the first book. You know, we left you with a very heavy sense of foreboding. Um, I'm going to show you this evening uh, something that no one has seen outside of our art our team uh, and our, our team at Calabunga. Uh The very first page, for book two the completed first page uh there is no dialogue on this page um but i wanted to share that with you guys i thought it would be a fun thing to do because we're still a couple months out but i thought it would be a fun thing to show you guys where we're at how it's looking Um, and it's stunning. like i i was you know i was floored by it when we sat down to do the work let me uh get that right now um all situated but it's a I, and I want that as well. I want people to know that continuity is important to us um, because it's like, you know, I, like I said, I love Spider-Man, right? I was a huge fan, still a huge fan, still one of the books that I actually avidly collect to this day. Mind you, I collect older copies than newer issues mainly, but I still try to keep up with the newer stuff a little bit. Um, I, I didn't like how they would jump. And it would be a whole different story. You know, we would end a page in Spider-Man. And then we'd be like, whoa. You know, they do it on sitcoms, too. You're like, man, this is great. The story's going well. Da We're going to jump ahead five months. And this is what has occurred. You know, so we're literally picking up right where the first book left off. And let me share this with you guys so you can check it out. Like I said, this is the first time anyone has seen it, which is really exciting to me. Um Let me go down and grab it for you real quick. There's some other stuff in here I'm not trying to show you guys at the same time, so hold on. All right. Can you see my screen? Oh. Yep. All right. Can you see it, Will?
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So this is the first page of book two. Now, I'm not going to leave it up too long, but I wanted to give you a good look at it. Um, like I said, we picked up right where we left off at the end of book one, moving right into book two
1: and um and I'm already back there remembering everything right uh, how it how it ended yeah and might have been might have been a few more people than they realized was there, and
0: yeah it's gonna be quite a um Quite the proverbial uh, bloodbath, if you will, in that particular situation. We're also getting heavily into the spiritual aspect, which we alluded to at the end of the first book. Um, we 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 deal with this situation that they're in, and about three, yeah, two and a half or half to three quarters the way through the book, we move into the spiritual aspect of the book, um, which is one thing that a lot of people have asked about. You know, there where where are the abilities, the powers, and stuff. And I understand that that's something that's very interesting to people and it's very interesting to me as well. Uh, Native American um, supernatural stuff is very exciting to me uh, because my uncle did not believe was not a Christian. he didn't believe in you know, uh, you know Jesus and stuff like that. Um, so he would tell us stories and he would talk about things that he believed in, you know So that's very important that we get to start bringing some of that in. Uh, we started bringing a little bit, like I said, at the end of book one, we're moving into book two with all this really cool, um, supernatural aspects to it. We introduce noble spirits in the second book, uh, which I'm not going to drop any beats about all that, but we do introduce the noble spirits. Um, we get to see a little bit about one characters, uh, you know, what his true intentions were, you know, cause we get left a little cliffhanger with that in book one as well. Um, I'm excited to see that, uh, you know, people's reactions to that. Because all of a sudden, everybody's favorite character is Sonny. And I was like, do what? You know, that blew my mind, like, all over the place. You know, so um, <laughs> I'm like, you know, what? The bad guy? You know, so eh, whatever. Everybody's got their own taste. Um, I can't help but feel for, you know, Addy because that's, that's my dude. Um, but we're really excited. We've got some other stuff going on, too, uh, right now. Uh, with the Indiegogo going, uh, we're going to start our second Kickstarter, the one for Win-Wins win, uh, win, Weep in February, uh, second week of February, we're going to start that up. Um, we're doing some really, really neat stuff for that. And, you know, it's awesome if people hear me talk about it on here. I hope they do hear me talk about it because I had said I wouldn't talk a lot about it. So if if they hear me and anybody remembers, super cool. Uh, if you don't, well, you're in first surprise. So, one thing that I've talked about recently, um, do you play D&D at all? Yeah. Okay, uh, I've been writing campaigns for close to 15 years. Long time. Uh, not just for D&D, but for Werewolf the Apocalypse, Vampire the
1: Masquerade, a lot of really fun tales. Um, and I and got to the point... Hold that thought for yeah. one second. Because... One thing you said, so I gotta I gotta grab something and bring it over. Please, please, by all means. I'll shut my cam off. So,
0: (laughs) well, if anybody has any questions, anybody that's listening, I am more than happy to answer any questions anybody has um, about the listener, comics in general, you know, the state of indie books, anything like that. I am more than happy to talk about. I'm sure Will's got something really cool he's going to show us.
1: Before I put my headphones on, I know you can hear me because I get a big. But uh, I had this hanging up on my wall since I was like a young dude. Oh, man. How
0: cool is that? How cool, man. I used to love the handbooks. I mean See now I gotta art. put my
1: headphones on because I can't hear what you're saying back.
0: <laughs> the okay. I've always been a fan of the handbooks and the art in the handbooks has always been absolutely phenomenal.
1: And this was just like so badass. Absolutely. And my so cool. uh, they they sent this like in in the previous pack to my lcs he's like yeah i'm, right. not, put, I'm not putting that up because he doesn't do any of the you know any of the gaming stuff oh, gotcha. okay for sure. and i'm like can i have it he goes sure. here i'm like there you go Woo-hoo. right he goes well yeah it is a cool poster but we can't do anything with it here we don't we don't right. sell like we don't sell we don't carry white i think we got like for probably like five years there was one guy that subscribe to like white wolf magazine through us because oh, he was buying like some of like the D and D forgotten realms sure, comics sure, sure, and sure. stuff when they were making them. Absolutely. Back, back to the back, back to our youth when it was right. called, it went by the, the initials of TSR. All right. Well
0: then back, back then it was also white wolf. It's not white wolf anymore. So I don't even know who's doing it now. Um, you're, you're muted again, my friend. Anyway. um, so, it, it, like we were saying though, um, so I decided to do something very interesting, which is gonna. If people are paying attention to the conversation, like I said, and listening to this podcast, they'll learn a few things that may or may not be leaked any other way before the Kickstarter. Um, I've run so many games; it's not even funny. Uh, I've done so many homebrew games; it's not even funny. So I've decided to for this kickstarter to do a listener game Amen. oh i know i know so i've got um what i'm going to do is i'm going to invite several people on and then i'm going to um we're going to add it as a tier in the campaign uh it'll be a pre-purchased tier There'll be three uh, tickets. It's going to be tickets. We're going to play for two hours a week for the length of the campaign. So um, the tickets are going to be – I haven't set a price just yet. So, um, But with the tickets, they'll get a CGC copy of Cover A, 9.8, and it will be a yellow label signed by the team. And you'll also get a seat at the table to play with us in the very first game of the listener. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and there are a lot of other neat things going on with that, um, with the, the campaign we've got going on. But this it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll do it through StreamYard. Um, I'm going to see if we can't set it up so that you guys can, you'll be able to see the dice rolls and stuff like that. Um, uh, a really nice UI so everybody can see what's going on. Uh, and a week out, I will send out my, uh, my rules for the game. Uh, mind you, it is, an all, it is a very short game. It will only be eight hours long. Um, so I'm creating uh, pre-made characters for everybody. So everybody will have their own character to play. How you play them is your business, but you will have a background and everything else. I'm very excited that we are giving three tickets away. So it'll be a group of us uh, creators playing with you know fans so and podcasters. So I'm very very excited about it. Um, and for those of you that don't get to play in this particular event, like I said, I understand three tickets is very few. you know, I get that. Uh, but for those of you who don't get to, there will be something else very interesting coming in the near future. Um, so I wouldn't uh, get too worried about not getting to play. Um, with that being said, do you have anything for me, Will? Or do you have any questions or anything? I know I've been running off at the mouth for a minute.
1: Well, that's that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm, I'm supposed to lead the conversation and then like let it float out into space and and let the guests talk. Is that how that goes? Okay, all right. I'm like, because you all know I can talk forever. That's true. But if you have questions, you know, because I'm not more than happy to answer. Because I I, 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 sat on CromCon ten for like almost thirty hours this past oh, week. Oh yeah, yeah. I missed that.
0: Uh, I was I, like, oh. That was on there for about a, a half an hour to an hour, I think, and then the
1: rest of it, I was,
0: I was in uh, incommunicado. Um, I,
1: I, I've never flown because I won't get on a plane. And uh, if I did and I wasn't in a wheelchair and I actually did fly, the first the first TSA agent that would ask me was we need you to take your shoes off. I'm like, look at me. I'm 450 pounds. If there was a bomb in my shoe, it would have gone off in the first fucking step. You're a mess, man. You're a mess. Um, I, yeah. It works best that way that I'm a mess, you know. Right, right. No, I'm with you. I'm with you.
0: Um, so, the like I, said, I mentioned earlier, I am writing a book, um, and it will be out third quarter this year is my goal. Um, not saying I'll be able to stick to that, but I'm trying. That is my, that is my goal, to
1: have it out. Um, is that the novelization of the listener? Yes, sir. Yes,
0: sir. Absolutely. Uh, because I do realize that a lot of people love a good book you know, whether comic book or novel, however, what have you. And not all of them like both formats, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I, I want to open up uh, the listeners um, fan base to a an, another group of people. And I promised I would when I started doing this to begin with. I was like, you know what, you know, and my grandmother really wants to read it, but she's not a comic book fan. And I was like, you know what, let me put it together. And then other people will be able to enjoy it as well.
1: So uh, I I, I a- actually own some real books. There you go. Yeah. Uh, this is a pseudo. I started reading this like probably like ten years ago. Right. I only, I only got to the middle because I'd read a little bit, but now it's even worse because the print is so tiny. Oh gosh. Right. Um. But this is about one of my favorite writers in my teenage teenage and twenty years. Oh cool. Before you went slightly batshit, Crazy. And that is uh, well, oh, a little bit. Oh, well there you go. Speaking okay,
0: now I gotta I gotta break into this. Speaking of Alan Moore. So earlier before we started the podcast, you and I were talking about comic books. Okay. And we were talking about books that we have. I have the first appearance. I have a nine eight uh, House of Secrets, first slot thing. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful book. Absolutely stunning book. So funny enough, when we opened... Can I come opened, over and play now? Right? We opened, <laughs> you don't fly, man. We'd have to drive. I just,
1: um, just want to touch it. <laughs> right?
0: So when we opened our comic shop, our brick and mortar, um, my wife and I, I, I buy a lot and I sell a lot. And it was like had a guy that was like hey look he brought in two binders two black binders comic book binders i don't i'm not a fan of them okay put that out there i'll preface that in case anybody's like oh i put this books in i don't i don't i'm not a fan but anyway he brought these binders in and he was like hey man i'm looking to get fifty five hundred dollars my first thing is bro who on earth do you know keeps fifty five hundred dollars just laying around, you know what I mean? That was my first thought. You got to remember I was 30 years old opening a comic shop. Every dime that I had had gone into it, you know what I mean? And I was like, okay, well, first off, what do you have? Because then the the dealer in me is like, what's he got? Can I make my money back? You know what I mean? Um, We all know the speculation market, the flipping market, and everything else. So um, he whips out issues seven through in these binders seven through 100 of spider-man of oh, volume one ASM um Hulk 180 Hulk 181 um there was a there oh my gosh there were so many books it was ridiculous um and there was the you know House of secrets in there and I was like I gotta make my money back you have to understand the store's only been open. I, I'm real honest with people. I was like, the store's only been open a month. You know, I just do every dime I had into it. I can give you three grand cash. That's it. You know what I mean? And um, because that's all I had. I'd offered more, but that was literally at the time, all the money that I had. And he was like, okay, I'll take it. So I locked the door, flew to the bank, came back, bought the books, Literally had to sell them all, you know. Oh, there was uh, there were three one twenty nines in there. ASM one twenty nines in there as well. Um, and that's that's how I got my uh ASM three hundred. I'm a, I'm a huge wait. Which arm is that? I'm a huge Venom fan, like old school, you know, Venom fan. Uh, before all the shenanigans that started in you know the two thousands and whatnot. Uh, I, I'm a big Eddie Brock fan, and um. That book seemed to be the most elusive book to me. Like a a nice copy, you know, like a really, really, you know, high-end copy was really elusive. And a buddy of mine came in and he was like, I'll give you a 9.6 ASM 300 and $175 for a 129. And I was like, sold. You know what I mean?
1: Because I had
0: three of them. Right. (laughs) Uh, my infinite wisdom, though, I didn't save any of them. I sold them all. So I sold both the other two. Uh, but at the time, I was, look, I, I've been open a month. I've seen three of them. You know what I mean? Or four of them probably at that time. Um, and I dealt with so many people that dealt in high-dollar books that I was like, it'll come around. You know, it eventually will come around again. It's not, I'm not a huge Punisher fan. I'll see it again. You know, uh, funny enough. Out of all the books i've seen come back around that one hadn't been one of them um into my possession anyway but uh i sold the hulk 180 sold the hulk 181 um but yeah but anyway that that's where that you know first swamp thing came from and i kept it i was like this is i'm never gonna find this book in this quality without breaking my bank you know what i mean so i was like i'll snag that um oh there was a uh, Ninja Turtles two, three, and four first prints in there too. We kept those. Um but then, you gotta remember those books though have not shot up in value till very recently. Past two years, maybe. You know, before that they were still within reach for a normal person. You know, now Turtles one is going for like a normal
1: married person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just gonna throw that up there because you know, if you've got a girlfriend or a wife. There's a, there's a good chance she's not going to let you spend uh, half your paycheck this week on a single comic book.
0: So, um, I got to say this, because I don't say it enough. I try to say it as much as I can, but I'm eternally grateful for my wife. Um, I left a six-figure job uh, and five years short of retirement to open my store. And uh, I took all my savings and uh, everything out of my house to open my store. So we didn't have a loan
1: when we opened it. Um, With you saying that, I just had a vision of you swinging from a noose on the tree in the backyard or something. (laughs) Um,
0: No, man. She, She Heather was so helpful. I mean, she literally was there day in and day out, you know, Uh, She helped me put the wood floors in. She helped me redesign the interior of the building. I mean, my wife was doing her 45, 50 hours a week managing a company and then coming in after that every day and busting hump with me to make sure this place stayed open. Wow. Um, And I was like I said, I'm eternally grateful. You know, I'm eternally grateful now. I mean, I need
1: I need one of them. Right, man.
0: Hey, look, if she had a twin sister, I'd hook you up. Because um,
1: there's lots lots of boxes here and it's tough for a cripple guy to get to all of them. Right, right. I can imagine. Um, I've been I've been I I busted out uh in like the last two weeks, I busted out like two rows. There's literally I'm I'm literally from what you see here, right, which you can't really see, but it goes from the wall behind where my monitor is, so where my hand just disappeared right. to uh past that pole. So it's like a good nine feet. Yeah, yeah. You got some boxes there, man. And they're 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 about they're stacked about five feet high, seven yeah. rows that way. Then there were then there's five more rows over there.
0: Man, I bet you've got some cool stuff in there. though.
1: I bet you've got some cool stuff. Well, I opened. Well, I just showed you that poster. Absolutely, and, that's what and I'm I've, I've got a. i have got actually have. I still have the original. Uh, Peter and MJ wedding poster.
0: That's too cool. It's oh, 90s, it, right? early nineties,
1: right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's not in the shape it was in, but still cool, man. Still I, I, cool. I, I
0: You, you went uh, mute again, there, Will.
1: Uh, I would buy like weird stuff at the stores, right? For Once sure. Once in a while, just like you know, toy speculating. Yeah. Yeah. This was like this was like long, and I was I worked in toy I worked for Toys R Us. Uh, oh, awesome! KB to- Oh, they hated me. Oh no! <sighs> Not that I'm insensitive to people, but I am always a sarcastic smartass. I'm, Not
0: everybody's got a filter, my friend.
1: You know I'm Scotch Irish. I can't help myself. Right. Not um, everybody's got a filter. So. I used to work third shift around Christmas time for Toys R Us. Right. Uh none of the man the managers all hated me because you know they would snap their fingers and I wasn't asking them how high I should jump. Oh for sure. I'm like, yeah. I know I you know, I I was like 19, 20 between 19 and 22. Right. right, right. So you're like, they'd be like, rah, rah, rah. I'd be like, like yeah, let go of my ears. I know my fucking job. Right, right. <laughs> You know, and but there was a there was a new manager that came in from a different store that took over the third shift crew. Right. He was a nice guy, you know, nice and mellow during the breaks. He, he, he'd sit around, chat with the girls. Uh, and he was homosexual. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I'm like, I don't care. They know more about design and stuff than I do. Uh and but one night with my, my brain just reacting, he was talking to the crew about how, you know, various places he had traveled and things he had seen. And it was what? all very interesting. For sure. And he goes, he goes, and then the summer after, I went to Paris and I just blurted out, ah, gay Paris. Oh no! You're fired. I'm like, okay, see ya. I'll be no. back. In the, I'll be back. I'll be back in about six hours for my check. Right. Oh man. And I'm like, I didn't say it to be mean or anything. I'm just like, my like, damn. Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, you know, the filter's
1: good sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but right. I, I found lots and lots and lots of trade paperbacks. For sure. And. For sure. Uh, Hardcovers and there you go. You got all kinds of cool stuff in there, man. Those big fat books.
0: They need to come and people need to check out your box openings, man. You find all kinds of cool crap
1: in there. The complete bone from Jeff Smith know, laying around here somewhere, man. That'll knock somebody the hell out. Oh, I know. But this is—it's still one of my favorite stories of all time.
0: I'm fairly certain one of those has come across my head at some point.
1: Probably. Um I never got the hardcover, but I got but I settled for the soft because the soft cover was 40 bucks on its own for sure. when it when it first came out, but uh sure. and I'm excited to see uh his animated series that's coming to Netflix.
0: And how cool is that gonna be, right? Um you know, so I mentioned um you know the Kickstarter earlier, and what the, all the cool stuff you're showing is me is making me think about other things that I, I wanted to mention I forgot. Um, you know, as we're as we're getting through to the to the listener of book two, when lens weep, there is a. I had a friend mention to me. He was like, Dustin, you guys did eight covers for book one. Eight covers, and to me, that number was inconsequential. Um, outside of the the monetary value or the the monetary or the amount of money we put to each cover it was inconsequential i i I had artists that i wanted to work with those were the people i wanted to bring in you know what i mean um and for the most part with the exception of guest artists those those people are all with us still you know uh in one format or another whether whether they're doing posters which is new we didn't do any posters for book one So, book two will have posters and all kinds of cool swag like that uh like 11 by 17 lithographs and stuff um but i'm cutting down the amount of covers because somebody said to me they were like dustin uh, some of us are completionists and we want to get all the covers but if you have eight covers it's difficult for us to do that and i said okay so what i've done is i decided to take the money that we took Uh, In book one for the additional covers, uh, we still have a good, we have a fair number still. Um, I'm not going to cheat myself or the team out of how many covers I think we should get. You know, but I I did cut them out. I cut out a few. And, um, but uh, just in case anybody's wondering, Adam Fields is still doing a cover. Marissa Pope is still doing a cover. Gabby's still doing a cover. Kyle Willis is still doing a cover. All the team, the original team is still doing covers. So that's, I, I don't want anybody to worry about that. All those covers are coming out and they're amazing. David Acampo is doing a cover. I mean, just beautiful stuff is coming. Um, but I decided to take the extra money and uh, put it toward other things, you know, other cool things that we can do, you know, like running a d game, you know, or not a D&D game, but a game of the listener, you know, live and making sure people have the time to do it, you know, and, um, I have I've got a really cool I uh, a bunch of really cool ideas uh, that we're doing with our, our marketing team and stuff like that for the second book um, I didn't do um, what are they called um, stretch goals for the first book I had no idea the first book would do as well as it did I was I was excited I just wanted to break even that was my goal and to be able to produce the second book you know but for it to do as well as it did it was just like okay well, now we need stretch goals. You know, I was, I was ecstatic just to meet my goal. You know what I mean? So now there's going to be swag involved. There's going to be, you know, some other cool stuff. Um, this is also a first because I like you, Will, very much. So I'm going to tell you about something really cool that, uh, you know, we haven't really talked about at all. Like at all. So the only people that are hearing about this, you know, right now are the people that are on here. And I will not answer questions about it before the Kickstarter. We won't talk about it again. So take with it what you can. Action um, figures? Uh, I'm not talking about those yet either. <laughs> um, so uh, you're on my Facebook. You saw what I asked everybody about the other day. Is there a company? I, you can go back and look through it. I asked about a company, and nobody answered me. So that was a good hint to what's coming on um, for that on that side of things. But um, I am doing a limited 30-print book run. Uh, it's going to be a higher-tier cover for the list, uh, um, not cover, uh, higher-tier pledge for the listener. Much higher tier than what we normally would do. Uh, my highest tier right now was a $100 uh, sketch cover, which is actually being worked on right now, and is absolutely stunning, I'm sure. Um, by Kyle Willis for Lorenzo Flores. Um, But it's going to be higher than that. Um, Do you remember in the 80s, uh, early 90s, um, when Polito put out leather-bound books? Do you remember? And he also put out fabric-bound books, and he did some really neat stuff uh, when it was Coffin Comics back in the day. Um, You mean Chaos? Yeah, actually, yeah. Well, it's coffin now, right? It's
1: coffin now. It used to be.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Because Um, he, you know, he was doing Lady Death, but this guy was involved. Absolutely.
0: So uh, I love. Oh, um. Anyway, um, I am doing a thirty-book leather-bound run, and it's going to be incredible because it is not book two of the listener it's involving the listener, but it is not book two. And like I said, we're only doing the 30. Outside the, the comp copies and the thank you copies, there will, there will be only a 30 print one. Very excited about it. Uh, and as we get closer, we'll drop more details about what they are. Um, you're going to want to get in on them um, because it, It's, oh my gosh, it is, for lack uh, lack of a better word, my knowledge is what it is. Uh, Kyle and Kevin and Eric, they've all joked with me about the uh, the burden of knowledge. And the more I heard about the burden of knowledge, and the more I wanted to talk about, and the more I wanted to share... uh, that I realized I couldn't because I wasn't trying to spoil what we were creating by giving away too much. Um, But I I got to the point where I was like, guys, I gotta, I gotta do it. I gotta give these people something fantastic. You know, they were like, well, you're just starting and the book. One did great. We let's get book two out. And I was like, I have to do something fantastic. It, It has to be better every time. And, I will say this, everything that you've mentioned in this interview, I will do for this next Kickstarter. Now, people are paying attention to the things you've said or not is on them, but everything you've mentioned will be in this Kickstarter. And um, I'm very excited about that. And I can't tell you more because people will be upset with me and beat me up. But because uh, they'll be like, we have all your scripts. We don't need you anymore. <laughs> you know, so um, uh, there, there are so many fun things that as a creator, you know, we, we see artists and we see the things they've done, uh, which you, a lot of people don't know is I was in art for many years. I mean, I've worked at one of the biggest museums in the country. I went to college and got a degree in design. Uh, I mean, I, I've always been into art. Um, I broke my hand uh, the second time, and I quit drawing. It, it was—it's very painful for me to draw or for me to write anymore. Uh, and then when I broke it the third time, it was like, no more. I—I I, I physically can't do it anymore. Um, but just because holding a pen or holding a pencil is just—it's agonizing for me. Um, but creating something is so so powerful it's so epic and you see all these guys and they're they're doing these beautiful pieces and i'm not just talking about the listener i'm talking about the the industry in general and even new guys new guys that we don't even know who they are or see or anything um it's it's phenomenal to see these guys and they create these beautiful pieces and i was like you know what i love my team i love every member on my team And I love the work they put out. Uh, And I know that people look at the writer and they go, oh, yeah, that's the writer. They're cool. But when we go to a convention, it's like, get the artist signature. Get this. Get that. And I've done it. You know what I mean? I've done it. I understand it. So to to validate almost to myself, uh, not, not just the guy that pays the bills, not just the guy that got the team together, not just the guy that created it. I wanted to be more involved in the, the outside extra stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, I do every panel with Eric. We sit down and I, I design every panel. And then he goes in and brings my panels to life, you know, uh, cause I use my computer to create my panels. And then he goes in after me, you know, and, and does his stuff to them. But it was like, um, I wanted to bring something powerful to this kickstarter so this 30 book thing that you guys are going to be able to get your hands on is every bit of the listener that i can give you without spoiling the story of what's to come you know because when you read comics a lot of times um you look at them and you're like well who's that dude You know what I mean? Okay, so they brought in the Scorpion to Spider-Man, right? And you're like, okay, well, we know he's this and this and this. But what else? You know, all these years, we've gotten crazy different answers to who the Joker is. You know, I'm not even talking the multiverse. You know, I'm talking regular dude. You know, who is me? Exactly. So I wanted to give you guys things that could help you relate not just to the listener, but the other characters in this world you know because there are many you know um i mentioned world because that's another uh, that's another thing we'll go into talk about um the the listener is a large world where addy exists he is the listener he may be the central character in this world but it exists as is a much larger thing um, within the next six months, I'm hoping to have the secondary book out and running concurrently with the first book, um, with a whole new main character in the same world. So I'm really excited about that, too. We've already written uh, the first 10 scripts for that. Um, and then we've got uh, a character that we introduce in the first book. Uh, her name is she's a young, uh, young Chinese girl um you get introduced to her sister in the secondary book or in the in the uh, book two but she becomes a main character lee is a lee will run the length of listener and um in the future we go through a lot of things with them um and i'm very interested in people's opinions because Addie will not always be the main character of our book you know um just as batman was the particular character of his book you still had bruce wayne or, or dick was batman at one point
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know we've also had nightfall you know where another time a batman wasn't bruce wayne wasn't batman you know so um there are a lot of interesting things we've come about because the listener is so much bigger than i had ever intended i went through a time period where and i'm still doing it it's insanity um a lot of people are like hey I've got writer's block. I've got, hey, I need a dam for a couple minutes, you know, because it's all running and it's so big. And it's amazing to me that so many people are interested and so many people want to get involved because I, I'm to the point now where I've created another team for this other book. And if the other book goes well, eventually there will be a third team with a third book published through the comics. You know, Kyle and I were literally just talking about uh, broadening our publication, you know, so I'm really excited about that and that's coming in the future. Um, But action figures, exciting things. I like action figures. So
1: I'm a fan of action figures. Yep. I was a huge fan of the Stargate series, both Very cool. regular, regular SG-1 right. and, uh, of course, Atlantis, you know, where we first right. met, Aquaman. Right, right. Uh So, I bought, like, two cases of the first series of Stargate figures. Oh, very cool. And now, at some point, I will be selling <laughs> them, but uh I got a little upset because they actually put pieces, interconnecting pieces behind the figures. Yeah. That but you would have to open all your uh-huh. series one figures and all your series two figures. Yep. And then you would have enough pieces to build the actual Stargate uh-huh. so you would have a backdrop for all these figures right. that you have now opened. And uh uh-huh. but when I bought the full case. Because as well, you know, from having a brick and mortar, Mm -hmm. uh, there's inner cases and there's the actual case, which usually is made up of two to four inner cases. Right. Well, because I bought that, I got and I it's at the tip of my tongue, but I can't remember the demo that the toy company shows the board of, you know, the. The very first version of the what pilots? they're going to make, the pilots, the figure pilots, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Here's one of those cool. of Jack O'Neill. Super cool. That's awesome. The vest ended up being molded part of it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I've never opened this box. It's it's not sealed, but I I've never opened it, even oh, though it's cool. like a little. But yeah, for sure. This way. It's a little bowed down the bottom, yeah. yeah, yeah. From being in storage, but it's it's never been opened. So I'm okay. thinking his uh his machine pistol is there. So I'm thinking further down is a walkie-talkie probably in a and a Zat gun. Very but cool. uh that's like a demo one. I've actually got a Jim Lee Hush set, Batman Hush set, like this big. Nice. And it has one of these then one of the mock then one of the mock-ups of this painted and then the file figure in there plus it's got Jim Lee signature on the certificate of authenticity inside yeah and it also has an original Jim Lee Batman sketch in there signed Wow and I didn't realize it was signed I thought it was just you know like, you know, like like the Stan Lee stuff, it's like, well, yeah, yeah. Technically it's Stan's signature because we scanned it in and we just right. printed it on the book.
0: Right, right.
1: Absolutely. So that's what I thought it was. And then when I I hadn't opened it in God, like 15 years. Right. Till I opened it on one of my unboxing videos. And I looked and I was like, Holy crap, this is this is done in actual pet this is a pencil yeah. sketch. Yeah. And it's actually signed. I'm like, there you go. How cool is that? I'm like, and then I was thinking, I go, as much as I love Batman, I go, well, how much money is this worth now? Because this is double signed by Jim Lee. Right. Absolutely. What would it cost you to get Jim Lee's signature now? Like, oh my gosh. A lot. Well, like a few hundred bucks. Probably. Probably. You know, because. He, does, he doesn't leave the ivory tower that much. Right. Well, He's, he just did something amazing for Christmas, man. Did you see that? He was going around and giving
0: people sketches. Like, just giving, like Santa Lee was walking around giving people. Like, he would show up at their door and give them a sketch. But you had to put in for it. Like, it didn't cost
1: no money. He put in for it. And he was. Well, I, I wish I would have known that. Yeah. How cool, man. Yeah. I could I could have tripled the price of that Batman piece.
0: right. Yeah, he was going around and literally he was he did sketches beforehand, then going and handing them out for Christmas. That was just really, really cool. Um, so we're gonna do some head sketches, I think, this time around. We did a couple head sketches on our blank covers uh, for the first campaign. Uh, the second mm-hmm. one we'll be doing a few more. Um, Kyle just sold his original art for his cover to Javon Jordan. That was pretty cool. Um,
1: well, the, uh, yeah, the Indian in the cupboard painting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um,
1: I, I figured he did when I, when I saw that post of him holding it out, I'm like, uh-huh. I uh-huh. go, Oh, some lucky SOB just bought Yeah,
0: me. man. Oh, I wanted it. I wanted it, but it was just like piece of history.
1: Absolutely.
0: I mean, painted on a, 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 the newspaper the day after Pearl Harbor. I was just like, mm-hmm. that was epic. I'm gonna tell you this. Uh, he just did a cover for an exclusive cover for book two for um, our buddy James Hull and his company over in the UK, and it's stunning. It's uh, Kyle has had some really really cool ideas um, coming out for these covers. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. It does have Lee on the cover, um, and it it it's stunning. Um, I think it's really interesting that Kyle did Lee and uh, Marissa is doing the older sister on her cover. So both these characters will get their first cover appearances on the same book.
1: It's pretty cool to me. Um, Well, when you mentioned Lee going forward in the series, mm -hmm. it made me think of towards the end of season three of Cobra Kai.
0: See, I've not watched it. All right, everybody talks how amazing it is, and I'm just like, those were the bad guys, man. What? What? Those were the bad guys. I didn't. I don't
1: know. Let me let me tell you, uh, season three, and uh, these aren't my words, uh, and but I agree with him like one thousand uh, percent. Ryland Grant, right? His statement was, and I agree with it one hundred percent, and I just. Copycatted his statement right. um, to people that season three of Cobra Kai is a literal love letter to the original Karate Kid trilogy. Really? Oh, I mean, fun. I mean, you know, you know, parts of it. You know, I'm crying like a bitch, but you know, that's okay. If you call me a bitch to my face, you might get throat punched. So I'm just saying, you know, but. <laughs>
0: That's what we talked about, though. That's so important, right? You know,
1: so it was, like you know, it was just, you know, you know, phenomenal. I'm glad to hear that. And uh, I'm just like, and it reminded me because you, you definitely, I know you're 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 busier than hell. Uh, the episodes are only a half hour long, and there's only like ten of them. Oh, I'll
0: check it out, man, for sure. I
1: to you know, but because there's there's a character that uh, reminded me of Lee because it's the character in the season uh, was a little girl from Daniel's past. How interesting. That you don't remember, but before he catches it and because of who this little girl, not who she grows up to be, but who she knows in the reunion that it caused as soon as they get, like, this far away from being, oh, my God, and he blurts out her name, you know who it is right away. That's awesome. You don't know You don't know her name, but you know the scene and what happened. Absolutely. And, of course, they flash back to that scene, and, you know, it's like, I'm like, man, this is awesome.
0: That's too cool. Well, we're, we take, um, I take a, a stance um, with, lee is a character uh i love her character i love her character and the listeners so much um you know we i i think we love all of our creations as writers i really do i think we we have a soft spot even for the bad guys for the monsters the the, the villain whatever um and all our characters our main characters are long-running characters for the most part i don't think that i i remove Like you said i'm like 28 scripts in now um and not have yet to say you'll never see a character again you know what i mean um so you, you look at that like 28 scripts that's almost two and a half years worth of comic books that we're ahead right now um and that's if we release them monthly which is my goal i'm attempting to get there as fast as i can um but so lee as as she ages, um, as is our comic does, our comic skips forward in time a little bit. There's a lot of explanations to it and stuff like that. But um, Lee has nowhere to go after they leave China. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, and spoiler alert, yeah. So after they leave China, eventually, because the listener doesn't always take place there, you know. So after they leave China, it's like Addie has no explanation for this young girl once they come back to the states so he's not just going to pawn her off anywhere you know so now you have effectively got a a young protege that is that is going to be taught by the listener and the interesting thing is the listener is just now learning what it is to be the listener because he didn't believe in it you know he grew up with two generations of it and didn't believe in it so now you're, he, you've got him trying to understand himself and what it is to be the listener and train this young girl, you know, uh, uh, to to live in this life that he has inadvertently pulled her into. You know, and it, it's, it's a very heartwarming thing because um, Addie has no children. So it, it makes it a very interesting thing because he had a very unique dynamic with his father. Um, and we, we hint at that dynamic in the first book. Um, uh, we also hint about his marriage at the very end of the first book, and a bunch of other cool things. But I lay, I, I've always loved these writers who lay groundwork. You know, uh, if you take an author that can put you, or a writer, and they can put you 20 books in and can cite something. From the very first book, you know Marvel and DC were great at it back in the day. You don't really see it in too much anymore, but back in the day, yeah. you get, Let, get. Let's not get
1: into what we don't see in Marvel and DC now.
0: Well, you would get your actual, you know, book number, panel number that you could mm-hmm. find this information from. Yeah,
1: but they don't want to pay editors anymore to uh right. you know, to actually research stuff. You know, well, the editor wouldn't really research it. The intern would read. Go find out what book this was in. Right, right. You know they didn't. Goes. I know it's in this title. Just go back through the the hard copies and right. and figure out where it was so we can put it put a absolutely. footnote in. Absolutely. So- and that's the that that was always. And we talk about it on uh, Thomas and I talk about that all the time on Okay Boom of the podcast because all we're doing is talking about old books. Right. Absolutely. And him and I. Well, you know, because we're too we're two old guys that love comics, so uh, we we bitch a lot. And... I can understand that. And one of the things we bitch about is not getting, like, the the little editorial notes Right. Linking, uh, Like, if there was something important that happened in a story, but this part of the story nobody saw that reads Avengers, but they saw it in, in, say, Nova Volume 1 Issue, like, 12... I think that's pretty close to it. Where Angel crossed over and Beast was there, so you know, I'm just making this up, but you know, somebody like Archie Goodwin would put in, you know, as seen in, and there'll be, you know, if there's more than one book that it pertained to, yeah, there's like an asterisk for the first book and two asterisks for the second book, absolutely, and it's and it's in there because people used to go and buy back issues, absolutely. I am – I I have 40,000
0: books at my house right now. I am – I love them. That was my biggest sale thing in our brick and mortar. Uh, We'll we'll soon be getting into that even more in Calabunga in the future. Um, Right now, I have the listener. I'm up to the elbows in it. You know what I mean? And that's where Mm -hmm. I'm going to stay for a while. But um, so as as you're talking about these things, uh, and and I'll bring in some more cool stuff about the listener – um, we have a, a world, and I, and I think you've heard me talk about it before in one podcast or another, um, that I believe all the in, in, in our world, all religions exist. okay? So when you cross the veil and you walk over into the, the, the spiritual side of things, um, like you could heaven is way over there, you know, in uh Rome, you know what I mean, Italy. And then you've got you know Valhalla is over here in New York City. You know, and you could see them if you were standing in front of them and you were on the other side. You know, so they exist at the same time. Whereas vo- Buddhism exists, all the religions exist. I tie in every single I, I don't leave anybody out. We'll put it that far. You know what I'm saying? I mean at one point in time you'll you'll see the uh religions clash the faiths clash i mean you'll you'll have thor going at it with you know uh kukulain at one point you know which you know scotch irish i mean nobody was cooler than that guy you know so he's out there in his own kilt going at it with the god of thunder you know so there's there's a lot of cool things that we tie in
1: um, one, of my, one of my favorite Irishmen uh, was it was the, the Prince of Ireland that was a member of the cast of Braveheart. Right. And I loved him because he was a little crazy. And he kept saying, my Ireland, it's my island. Right. And nobody knew he was actually the king of Ireland. There you go. Through the entire movie. That's a good movie, though. It's been a long time since so I've seen that movie. Yeah, and oh of course uh, he used to always, you know, look to the sky and be like, okay, father, I'll ask him. <laughs> was well, like, there is is a- your father dead or, you, or do you converse with the almighty? Are we going to make it through this? <laughs> well, he's pretty sure I'm going to make it through. <laughs> but he's pretty sure you're fucked. <laughs> There's a, um, I, I bring that up because
0: of the, the, the notes that we were just talking about um,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: tie it into that 30 book print run that I mentioned. Um, a lot of people aren't aware of the history of certain deities, where they come from. You know, so uh, like I said, for those paying attention, I'm dropping hints as to what this 30 page book could be so there will be uh little anecdotes when you first see a character and they'll have a brief description but there may be another place to find an even better one is all i'm saying um so um Lane, you know very cool character um i bring in eventually you guys will get involved with the four horsemen you'll also be involved with the the seven sins uh, from Christianity the seven deadly sins. Um, and all these characters, once again, uh, I, I've taken my own liberties on, I feel like there are uh, a bunch of characters we've we've seen too many of the same way. You know, um, I'd like to bring in, uh, like my horsemen are not going to look like the four horsemen of the from uh, X-Men, you know, any, any iteration of those characters. Um, Everything, I, I promise you, and and once again, this is another time you guys can quote me, none of my characters will look like another artist's rendition of a character uh, in any way, shape, or form. Whether it's our interior work or posters, promotional work, uh, even fan art, I strongly suggest people stay away from using uh, palette swaps of other characters. You know what I mean? Because, uh, I am going to give you something um, from from the bottom of my heart and that burden of knowledge I mentioned earlier that will give you all a really, really cool glimpse at all of these characters. Um, Speaking of that, very quickly, I'm going to share something with you before I forget, because I will. Um, Let's go back to that folder where stuff is you see that will Mm -hmm. okay so this is gabby's take on famine and uh it's nowhere near finished she's been working on it for a little bit now a couple days um but my take on famine is uh, the same thing with the rest of um the uh the horsemen is that they are spirits that imbibe a body they they take over a body uh and they all resemble uh attributes of what you would expect them to resemble um and hopefully you guys didn't see that that cover in there It was hidden back there Ali. not that i was doing that on purpose not at all so um
1: I'll go back and freeze frame it later so I can Right, right.
0: Really excited. Uh, We haven't shown those off yet, so uh, you're welcome to find them if you can. Um, But so I I really want people to have a a unique view of our characters because um, if you see, if if you watch Hercules by the Disney version of Hercules.
1: Oh, yeah, um, the animated, yeah.
0: And and you know you've got this. A lot of people have this idea of Hades, you know, the the blue. And I'm I'm mad. I get red and all sorts mm-hmm. of um, I promise you, my Hades doesn't look like that. Um, uh, Hades will be another interesting outlier in the listener because I believe the character to be a truly neutral. Uh, talking in D and D terms of things. Uh, neutral character um, even a lawful neutral it's not Ferrigno or Arnold Schwarzenegger It's Hercules it is Hercules Where are you pulling these cool things from
1: right over here <laughs> That's amazing uh, a good a good buddy of mine David uh, knew I wanted his autograph and this is going back like 30 years ago
0: and that's cool
1: and I I was he was going to a uh, show off in Boston and uh he couldn't he couldn't uh i couldn't get out of work and i didn't want to get out of work because you know 35 years of the strip club business oh god who, who wants to give up looking at free tna that actually right. give you money right right you know every time a, a friend of mine would be like you know bragging you know just got a great new job and you know we're hanging out and they're, Bragging about how great their new job is, I'd be like, Yeah, well, you know, naked bitches, give me money. And they'd be like, Shut up. The next round's on you. I'm like, okay. I just wanted to show something quick, because this might spark another another thought. Maybe. Since since we have good guys and bad guys, you know, in basically every story. And of course, from what I've seen of just book the first book, I'm sure there's Good spirits and bad spirits. There are absolutely so, which made me think because I found this poster from 2003 from Knights of the Old Republic 2, the video game. A good game. And this is the light side of the poster because in the game you had the choice mm-hmm. of decisions you would make, and you could stay on the on the good side. Or you, if you were a favor of the Sith, you could just flip this poster over.
0: Man, I love Revan. Man, I don't care what anybody says. I'm a huge fan. We, we talk Star Wars for for an eternity. I mean, I have every uh, EU book upstairs in my office. I mean, I've been reading them since I was like nine years old. I absolutely love them. Uh, starting, starting, first book I ever read of Star Wars it was the Courtship of Princess Leia. Absolutely loved that book.
1: I've, I've got that somewhere.
0: I'm sure you do. Most
1: Star Wars fans do. It's an incredible book. I, I, I don't, I don't have a good Star Wars book by my hand, but I've got that one. I have that one. That's a good book too. Whatever, that's a good book. I, I, I think I bought this because it was shiny. Oh gosh. Okay, well, that's fair. But right up, right underneath right underneath the shiny Star Wars book is uh, is Neil Gaiman' uh Neverwhere, The oh, there Crow's. You go. So, well, you know,
0: you know, you're extremes there. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm just
1: I'm just all over the place.
0: Well, I, I you know, we mentioned good and bad demons our spirits and whatnot. Um, like I said, I consider uh Lucifer a neutral being in our uh, because we, we, we talk a lot of religion Um, with the listener a a lot. And it's because I find it's something that people shy away from. And once again, when you're alone and you have that time to read the book and you go through and there are things on religion may give you something to think about. That's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to sway anybody to believe anything or another, but there are a lot of interesting stories in this world that you may not have heard. That's all I'm saying. Um, But in, in In my view, in this world that we've created, he is a neutral being. And the four horsemen are his generals and are tasked with keeping neutrality. And eventually the listener will be the listener in in the scheme of things because this is the third listener, okay? So if you look at that, at most, you've got two hundred and forty years worth of listener that you've had. You know what I mean, between grandfather, father, and now son. At most, you could have about 240 years. You know what I mean? If everybody lived to 80, you know. Um, but that being said, in in the state of religion and talking about gods and deities and you know, spirits and demons, that's a very short amount of time, you know, comparatively speaking, to when religions have started. Um so the listener is an outlier and is the the which we get into all that. We get into the backstory for this grandfather, how he became the original listener. You know, uh, book zero will be out within the next two books, and that'll be a uh, a backstory to the grandfather. Um, so we're really excited about that, uh, and the 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 one off about his father. So we're excited about that too. Um, but so you've got these. Going into religion, you have to be careful. You have to be careful about stepping on people's toes. Careful about their opinions. Uh, I'm not. I'm not bashful about bringing things up. Uh, I feel like we should talk about them, you know. Uh, because, like I said, these these things that you read are between you and I. When you read them, you sit down. It's a private moment. Uh, you can even push me out of the equation, you know. Because it's you in your chair, or you on your couch, you know, you've got a nice, you know, you know uh, tumbler you're drinking out of, or you're drinking some wine, or hanging out, you're listening to some music, you know, the kids are asleep, whatever, what have you. Uh, but it's your moment to look at these interesting tales and decide whether you want to, you know, they're interesting or you have no interest in that god or deity. But you don't, I don't give you enough to where you have to dig into it if you don't want to. You know what I'm saying? It's a, I know that this may be what you disagree with, but it's good for the story. The tale is good, you know, um, like the Lucifer is the easiest one because everybody wants to paint him as a bad guy every time, you know. So Addy gets involved with uh, what we call the sin war later on in the series. And we bring Lucifer in because Lucifer is trying to keep neutrality because he, he has no clue that things are not going the way that they're supposed to. So the listener is an outlier and is a neutral being as well. And it's looked at, he, like he's stepping over his bounds, you know, he's breaking the neutrality. He's choosing sides, which, you know, may or may not be the case, but that's how Lucifer views it. Therefore the four horsemen view it that way. And now it's not only Addy against the sins and all the other bad shit going on in the world. Now you've got the four horsemen involved and a young listener that has no idea who he is basically, or anything to do with his powers is just learning what it is to be the listener is not going to stand against the likes of death that have been around since the beginning of time, you know? So it's a very exciting thing. Um, I've always disliked the supermans of the, of the comic universe. I mean, Clark's cool. His story's cool, you know. But when you add an overly powered hero, like the Sentry, you add an overly powered hero to the mix. I don't give a shit who you are. You should not be able to go toe-to-toe with the Hulk as, in his angriest form. You know what I mean? There's just no way. You've only been out like 20 years, bro. The Hulk's been around a real long time. I just don't see it happening. So, um, oh, you mean this guy? that guy right there you're not going toe-to-toe with that guy i mean i i especially you know world war hulk i mean the dude was a monster
1: favorite book ever
0: right you you don't get to walk up to the hulk and be like we're just gonna throw down you know what i mean sorry i'm not buying it um but anyway so i i don't believe in the overpowered hero i i believe banner's character has flaws which makes it interesting you know and then you know, for them to come out and say he he knew he was the Hulk the whole time was an incredible way to write the story. You know, but then you're like, okay, well, now you've got Banner's dead and all that's left is the Hulk, you know, and then all of a sudden Banner's back to life. A lot of interesting things with quip pro quos and whatnot with the Hulk, but um, I, I don't think you should have a all-powerful hero. It, it takes away the – until we got Doomsday, you were like, oh, well – Supes is going to bust anybody, you know what I mean, that doesn't have kryptonite. You mm-hmm. know, he's just going to bust everybody up. You know, he's faster than The Flash. And then they're like, well, they came to a draw. Or, you know, The Flash won one. The Flash won one because you gave them one because the fans were like, what? You know what I mean? So we, we have to get to this point where we're writing realistic scenarios. Not that a comic is always got to be realistic, but if I write you an overpowered hero – You have no fear of the outcome. It's always, oh, well, he's got it. I don't ever want you to feel like Addy's got it because I put him through hell. Like I I put him through horrendous hell. And um, he does have amazing bright points in his story, you know, amazing bright points and shining lights to show people how awesome it is to have a great uh, antihero. You know, that they can come out of that shell and show themselves to be the hero they should be. You know, but you, you can't force a character to be something that they're not. And I find, as I'm writing, um, there are other characters in his party that are more hero than he is. You know what I'm saying? It's not that he's a bad person, but Addie weighs, you know, the scales. Is it worth it? You know, is it worth my time? Because what we don't think about as we're going through the listener, uh, a lot of people have been like, holy cow, I never thought about that. And we bring it up in the first book when senior smashes the, the glass in the bathroom. You know, there are always voices. Therefore, you are always listening. They can't cut it off. You know, it's like Jean Grey or, you know, Professor Xavier. Always being able to hear everybody around them. Well, the listener can't cut it off. You know, so there's always somebody. And if you think that there were times when a listener ignored people, that's probably a fact. You know, there's probably times when spirits or, you know, something (coughs) came to ask. And, you know, the listener's job is to do just that, to listen and to decide whether to assist or not which brings up the neutrality of it, you know, just because you come, uh, you know, your husband was, you and your husband were both murdered and you come to the listener and you want the listener to exact revenge for you because you can't pass into the, the next realm because you're so pissed off and angry. doesn't mean he has to do it. You know what I mean? You know, uh, some terrible things happened. Some dude killed a bunch of kids, but there's also some other crazy things going over here. You know, he he, he can only be so many places at one time. And we bring up those conundrums because I don't want an answer for you. I don't want to give you an out in the book I write because it's easy for you to look at a a one situation if I give you one and you're like, oh yeah, I know what I would do. You really though? You really know how you would react in a particular situation? You um, don't
1: know I, until the situation's already upon
0: absolutely, you. Absolutely, You know, we had a lot of fun um, writing a mini story about uh, the listener dealing with a werewolf, um, which is it will be published. But it was it was a lot of fun um, because you know we, we get into the fact that Addy can traverse the realms, so he can literally. You know, he could be in Tennessee and the next minute be in California if he so chose. You know, and all those things had to make sense, though. They had to tie into some form of religion or uh, something that involved Native American mythology. You know, I don't there is no magic in the listener. I think that's so important for people to know. Um, Anything that we use in the listener has been written. It is liter- with the exception of the listener himself, with, with that character, uh, and his abilities, everything else has been written somewhere in uh, a holy book or a you know uh, an unso holy book, you know. Um, all these things, uh, you know, a lot of people believe that items carry power, names carry power. You know, faith carries power. We bring all those things up in the listener because I wanted to bring it to a down-to-earth level that if I quote something out of the Bible, not everybody will know it. But if you do, it's very interesting to you. You know, if I quote something um, out of the Quran, it's interesting to you. It's not something that um, people would... I mean, I don't have anything out of the Quran. I'm just using it as an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are texts that give us so many interesting things. You know there's a particular fleece that lots of people have talked about for a really long time, you know. Those are neat things to me. I felt like, like I said, with it being what it is and the title of the book and where the original stories were coming from that I modified and changed, you know. I wanted the stories to be told again and the stories to be heard again. You know, I think um, one thing that I found very interesting recently was um, Moana. I think Moana was an incredible film, and I think their portrayal of Maui was awesome. Um, But I think the coolest thing was they involved the fish hook. Mm -hmm. Um, In every single – I think there's four different religions that talk about Maui. Every one of them, there's a fish hook. I'm not saying I added the vagina with teeth that killed him. I just think it's really interesting. You know what I mean? You didn't know a vagina with teeth killed Maui in a certain religion, but it did to them, you know, and to bring that up is interesting.
1: You know what I'm saying? Women are always killing us. Oh gosh.
0: That's not where I was going with that. But <laughs> you know, There are, there are, um, there are things that we don't we don't we don't talk about you know what i mean like you, you could you could talk about david and goliath to somebody and they would have no idea that that didn't practice you know
1: christianity or didn't grow up with christianity you know so it's like and didn't um, watch that animated show before they went to church every sunday
0: absolutely you know so david. you know uh, a lot of our, our our main villains come from different religions and different mythoses in different mm-hmm. places so it's it's very fun to for people to go holy shit that's so cool how did you create that and i'm like dude i updated that you know what i mean that was a, that was a story you hadn't heard before and that's what's so much fun for me is to find all these things and to twist them and warp them to fitting in the world that we've created you know I mean, you could be walking down the road and uh, Thor just like reaches through the fabric of reality and pulls you into another realm. You know, it's, it's interesting to me. You know, it, the, the idea of bringing back these stories that people haven't heard before and even educating myself in things that I, I had no clue about, you know, um, or where certain things came from you know, we, we go into the, you know, the skinwalkers and stuff and, you know, um, Wendigos and all that fun stuff. I knew those, but I didn't know that like werewolves were like a Celtic Scots type of thing. That's where that originated from. We go into all that, you know, we go into vampires, you know, I go into, you know, really cool things like, um, I know we're bringing, I, I I'm giving you a lot right now, but there there's a, um there's a certain ripper in the uk a while back that i that i bring into the story um because once again we when you're bringing into gods and deities and you know mythology and stuff there is no um there's nobody tell me i can't which is the most fun part about it well that doesn't make sense okay it may not make sense to you but it's very interesting that people that focus on these things and learn about these things you know not I mean, everybody wants, from the
1: uk appeared in an original episode of star trek too
0: there yeah see <laughs> see. um i have to ask kyle about that that's his jam um i was a star wars guy i didn't do much star trek that's his that's his jam <laughs> i have to ask him but and he'll think that's funny so i'll bring it up to him but um you know I, I with I've tried to create these things that draw different people to them. Um, like there's their issue zero deal also deals with uh, Addie's joining the military, okay He was drafted and didn't have a choice. A lot of people dealt with that. you know not so many people nowadays, but people before have dealt with that, you know. Um, You know, being, uh, there's actually a picture of Les on the back of my book, which I think is very interesting as well. Uh, A lot of people have asked me who it was. That is Les, uh, my Uncle Les. Um, But anyway, so when he joined the military, like I said, it wasn't by choice. It, It was something he had to do. So killing people was not something Les felt like he was doing for the country. It was something he had to do. It, it was just like breathing air. He had to do it to survive. That's what he did. Um, so we get into a lot of that, you know, in in the comic book about what Addy is going through, why he's in the military. You know, did he have a choice to join the military? You know, uh, you know, one of the biggest things was, are you really going to tackle racism in a comic book? And I was like, yeah, why not? You know, I'm tackling religion. I can sure as hell go into racism. You know, because it happened. I don't touch any of that stuff. And that's the most fun about it. Um, I don't touch any of the personal stuff. The racism, all that, it all happened. Those were those were true events. It wasn't stuff that... I didn't have to spice it up to make it interesting. Or I wanted you all to feel this character. And the more... Um, i trying to think of the word to use. The more uh intimate you are with Addy the more you can feel every situation in the book you know uh yes we go into a uh Mythbusters almost type of deal with hunting demons and monsters throughout the world that's fine Uh, but there's always so much truth written into these tales That I write about, you know, they always talk about how there's there's some speck of truth in every story you hear, you know, Um, I bring up all that stuff. You know, one of the one of the things that we brought up um, that Heather and I got, she's behind me. She's also my editor. My wife is my editor of my book, reads everything that comes out first. uh, And I love her to pieces, but she's a grammar Nazi and I'm glad she is. Um, But there are things that we touch on that even she was like, I don't know about that. And I'm like, (laughs) you know, um, we have two kids. I have a 10 year old and a two year old. And uh, I I get into things that generally aren't touched in comic books. You know, Todd McFarlane said it once, you know, he was like, I I do it because it needs to be done. The stories needed to be written. I felt like they fit with spawn. That's what I wanted to do. And I feel like that is the most epic thing you could possibly do to yourself. You know, you see all these artists that stick true to what they want and the designs they want to do. This is what I want to write. This is what I want you to read. Because if I feel it, you're gonna feel it. You know, and the like things that eat children or kill children, I don't I don't shy away from them. If the stories say it, I mean I do a whole uh we're gonna do some really interesting things, put it that way. I'm gonna I'm gonna give my horse away and Kyle or Kevin is gonna beat me up. So um, anyway, um, I mean, that's all I've got, man. I'm pretty
1: I, – I, I, <coughs> I, I, I could what, almost hear Kevin grinding his teeth through this entire chat.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like that whooping is coming. Um, but I, I wanted to give everyone enough to understand what they're walking into. Um, I, I've given hints. I haven't, I haven't given away the cow just yet. Plenty of hints. Um, but there are – I'm an open book. That's a funny thing to say, but I'm an open book. So if if anybody has any questions about their listener, um, I'll tell you. Uh, I'm more than happy to talk to people on Facebook, social media, Twitter, whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm learning how to use Twitter and Instagram and stuff. I'm not a, not a big social media guru. Um, I'm learning – so if you'll, uh, you know, bear with me if, I, if I'm if i a little behind on those kind of things. Uh, but Facebook is up all the time just because it's the easiest way for me to contact people and people to contact me. Uh, but, you know, Will mentioned it. You can go to www.thelistenercomics.com. Uh, I tend to put stuff on there. Uh, and also xyz. Um, I update that as well when I get the opportunity. I'm a little bit behind on the XYZ because it is the, the older website and the .com is easier for people. Not many people do a .xyz. They do a .com, a whole different animal. Um, but there's a lot to come. There's a whole lot to come in this world. I'm very excited, I'm very you know, t- impressed by our team. Um, I'm very thankful for our team. I'm thankful for Will. Will's been super cool to me. Uh, you know, read the first book before the first book was even done. Read it when it was sideways. You know, I'm really, you know, really thankful. Took me a day and a half to figure out how to read it straight. Oh, <laughs> um, you know, I, I I'm really thankful for everybody involved. Uh, I'm thankful for the amazing friends I have in this business that have come out and been like, you can do this. Uh, I, I would like to tell everybody, though, from the bottom of my heart, it you can. You absolutely can. You know, all these great writers and all these great artists, they just needed that one break. That's all they needed. I'm not saying I'm a guru at this or anything like that, but I've got an amazing group of people behind me. They're telling me I can. And with all those people behind me, I'm here to tell you, you can as well. Anybody can. You just have to to put your heart to it and your mind to it um, and have realistic expectations about yourself and the situation that you're putting yourself in. Uh, if I didn't have a loving wife that works full time right now, I definitely wouldn't be able to do this for a living right now. But in the future, I'm hopeful. Um, I'm very grateful for all the feedback we've gotten, all the people that have purchased books. You know, I'm thankful to James Hull and his store over in the UK. Um, they're getting an amazing cover by Kyle Willis for book two. You know, uh, this is my first book. It, it is, it is not my first story I've written, but it is my first published book. And to have such a large outcry was unexpected. You know, I mentioned that, and it, it's incredibly heartwarming and it'll lift you up to a place you couldn't even imagine being before. And for sure. Um, there are times when, uh, and you know, we, we, we talk about fans on a few podcasts, fans will change your life astronomically you may not sell a book for three days four days but when a fan comes in and tells you you've done something good and they appreciate it 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 will change your whole aspect on everything um i write for myself and my family and my friends uh but i think everything i write is almost a love letter to the fans and the people that have enjoyed this and the people that have pushed me to continue doing it. Um, I think I put the book out to 15 people when we first got it done. And that was the make or break. I sent it to people. I didn't even know. Like me. Yeah. To get their opinions. I mean, I didn't even know. And that's, that's the scariest part. You're treading in water because your friends and family, we may think they're honest with us, but they love us. You know what I mean? They do. They love you and they want to help you and they want to support you. Um, but when those reviews start coming back, man, you know, and they're they're fire they they light it under you, and they push you to new heights. you know um, i I couldn't be more thankful to you know to will and to every podcast we've been on. Um, we're about to start doing more podcasts here shortly. Uh, I think we're on like we're on like eight more this month, you know, and then we're. Uh, doing our own podcast too. So we're very excited. Uh, we're going to make sure we pull Will on for our game nights and stuff. So if you're a fan of Mr. Pace, make sure you keep up because we're gonna, we're going to wear him out a little bit.
1: Um, oh, it's going to be con all over again.
0: <laughs> oh man. We, uh, we enjoy his company. Uh, and I'll drop a tidbit for you. Um, yeah, a parting tidbit this evening. Uh, we all know Phil, we love Phil. Um, Phil is on the team for my second book, just so uh, you guys got that little tidbit. And that came from here first with Mr. William Pace. No one else has heard that yet. So really excited about that and excited to tell you guys on his show. Uh, Phil is an amazing human being. Um, We'll also be working with uh, David Acampo uh, for that secondary book. Super stoked. And then we're also working with... um, couple other people um to get that situated i don't to drop too many names because a lot of these guys have got other projects they're working on at the same time so uh look forward to a secondary book in the listener this year um so you'll have we're building our universe so you have the listener and then you have the secondary book um all from Calabunga comics and uh with that I, I appreciate you will thank you thank you so much for having me on your show
1: and on top of that, uh, there is also the listener group on Facebook. There is, there
0: is. And you guys can get on there. Fun thing about the listener group is, uh, if you ask anybody on there to shoot the shit, everybody on our team is on there. I think with the exception of Gabby, cause she just she's not a big social media person. Um, but you'll get to see plenty of Gabby as well. Uh, she's a lot of fun. Um, But yeah, you can message anybody on there. We'll always answer. I know Kyle's on there a lot. I'm on there a lot. Kevin's on there a lot. Uh, A bunch of our guys have weird schedules and work a lot though. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that was one of the things that we had to accept when we were pulling these amazing creators, you know, into, into our team was, Hey, look, we're busy a lot. And, you know, like Marissa Pope, Marissa's doing so much work and it's incredible um she's coming up on you know working with the balfo and whatnot she's doing really really good uh and her schedule is slam packed that says a lot for a new artist coming out these days you know what i mean so we're really excited at her success super glad to have her on book two uh amazing cover for book one um she did a cover with neil on it that was a lot of fun um so we're we're ready for book two we're ready for adam fields to come back you know, he's doing really well right now. He's got a lot of projects of his own going on right now. Always. So, uh, yeah, super busy dude. So if, if you don't see anything from our artists and stuff or myself, it's just because we're real busy. But we do go out of our way to make sure we answer questions, any messages we get to the pages. Um, and it, like I said, no one's ignoring you. We're always listening. Um, I, it's just a lot of work right now. Uh, we're literally – my myself – I am on every team in the listener. So we have three projects going on right now. Um, I mean, which is absolutely insane to me. Four projects technically. Oh, Lord, there was a fourth one. So, yeah, four projects technically, and I'm writing all of them. So I'm really excited about that. Um, And we're really excited to bring you guys into the world, listener. Um, And if, you know, if you shoot good buddy William Pace, you know, some comments, we'll make sure we answer those and um if there's anything that we can do for you just let us know Uh, we're really excited about the indie community right now and if you've got a book you want to shoot the shit with me let me know if you have questions about writing a book you want to just talk hang out uh we'll be starting a podcast for the listener this week coming up and that'll be with me and kyle willis the first one's going to be thursday night at 8 est uh next week we'll make sure we get that all shared out to you guys um but yeah, man, that's that's what I've got for this evening. Well, I appreciate you so much for having me. Um I hope I didn't talk your ear off too much.
1: No, not too much. I just I just kept like grabbing stuff and throwing yeah. it in front of the camera. Oh, that reminds me. Oh, that reminds me. That's right. That's right. Well now you oh, know the, the thing you know, I didn't tell you with the uh with the spec stuff is when I worked at KB, I started specking on the original line uh-huh. of Barbie superheroes. Yes, sir. And, and some of these are worth a crap ton of money. I have a whole set. Yes, sir. Absolutely. The Bru- That's the Bruce Tim one. And then, of uh-huh. course, Wonder Woman. These are the original three.
0: Isn't there a um, – they added Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, and somebody else, didn't they? I have them mm-hmm. all yeah.
1: upstairs. I got them all.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man.
1: All most of most of them, and I got excited one night when I was watching Comic Book Men on A and E, that a couple of women went into Kevin's store uh-huh. with with some of these. Yeah, and they kept some, but they sold a bunch at like almost you know seventy five or hundred bucks a whack, and I'm like, yeah. I will sell these in a heartbeat. Absolutely, man. Keep that Bruce Tim though. That's a good one. You know, I I well I got I got the uh I got the Bruce Tim uh Art Germ uh variant on am I'm a Supergirl cover. So
0: very cool. That's a serious book, man.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, I just wanna remind everybody because I am also available on ageofradio.org. So uh as soon as we're done with this, I'm gonna be downloading the audio audio version of this and it'll go up there. So anybody that's listening to this on age of radio come over to creators outlet on youtube and you can see the cool images and that cowabunga of a commercial that was made for the listener so until next time we're gonna let uh we're gonna let dustin get back to work and uh back to the family and uh We will talk to him very soon because, as he likes to say, he is always listening. Yes, sir.